0: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, I'm talking with two women who are making it easier for pet parents to take care of their dogs. Vet appointments, flea and tick medicine, and grooming can get super expensive. They have found a way to make it more affordable, and they're even working on a way to help the vet industry regulate pricing going forward. Wouldn't that be awesome? We also talked about grassroots marketing ideas that cost zero dollars. So if you're trying to get the word out about your brand new pet business, then listen to this episode. Christy Horvath is a dog obsessed insurance nerd originally from Colorado. After working in finance for over six years in Manhattan, Christy and her dog, Denver, packed up their NYC apartment and moved to Cambridge, Massachusetts to get an MBA from Harvard. She took all her classes on entrepreneurship, spent her summer researching the market and hanging out with her dogs, and in early 2017, started working on Wagmo out of the Harvard Innovation Lab. Christy has a BA in economics from Northwestern University, a master's from Harvard, and an eight-month-old puppy named Aspen. Today, we're also talking with Trina Papadia. She's a native New Englander who has over 10 years of experience in higher education and healthcare. Trina's roles over the course of her career have included event planning, program management, and operations. She graduated from Northeastern University's Meeting and Event Management program with a concentration in marketing. She's also a dog mom to Louie, an English black lab who is a year and a half old, and she's an animal shelter volunteer. Hey guys! Hey, hi, how are you? So I'm so excited to have you on here and talk about this startup, Wagmo. So, Christy, you came up with the idea for Wagmo. Tell everyone what Wagmo is, and then we'll kind of like go back in time and talk about how you came up with it.
1: Sure. So Wagmo is a wellness plan for pet parents. What we're ultimately trying to do here is make it a little bit easier and affordable to be a responsible pet parent. The idea all started with my old dog, Denver, who I had in New York, and then he's the one that moved to business school with me. And he had a wonderful life. But when he was about seven, uh, started having seizures really bad. And it turned out that he had an inoperable brain tumor. And, you know, we went through radiation. we didn't do radiation, that was the only course that we could do. But we did MRIs, we saw an oncologist, we saw um, a neurologist, and really ended up spending a ton of money to diagnosis. But of course, I did it because he's my dog child. And, you know, I had to put him down uh, while I was in business school, and it was a terrible and traumatic experience for me. But what I really learned after all of that is that it's super important to go get routine vet care visits. Um, The vet, because she knew him, was able to diagnose him very quickly. And, you know, we spent a lot of time around preventative care and making sure that he was well looked after in the meantime. Uh, And so, you know, I wanted to do something that helps it helps pet parents, you know, do what they're going to do anyways, but, you know, give them a bit of a discount at it. And my background is in insurance and I'm a, like truly obsessed with dogs. So this, <laughs> this beautiful marriage of my two loves in life. So it, it was only a matter of time before I ended up
0: uh, doing pet insurance. So had, did you have any experience, um, with Denver having pet insurance at all, or did you have no insurance no,
1: thankfully, I had pet insurance, which is why I feel so strongly about the product. Actually, when I first got him, he ate a an entire batch of chocolate chip cookies <laughs> off of the counter and was so sick. And of course, I'm freaking out. I call the poison control hotline and they're like, you got to take him to
0: the emergency room immediately. Yeah. So
1: he ends up having to spend the night there. The vet bill was something like $5,000. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, especially because emergency vet is like quadruple yeah. the price.
1: They had to like pump his stomach, spend the night, feed him charcoal, like the whole workup. And of course, the alternative was I take him home and like cross my fingers that he makes it through the night. So like that's not an option. And yeah, so thankfully I had signed up like two weeks prior for pet insurance, and only ended up having to pay I think maybe five hundred or a thousand dollars out of pocket, which that's amazing. Such a lifesaver. So. Yeah my my real goal here in starting this is just making sure that this is an option that's accessible to everyone. Right now, it's super expensive. like pet insurance, I think is usually around fifty bucks a month, which not everybody can afford. Uh, so what we're ultimately trying to do is build out a more affordable option for pet owners.
0: right. Well, and I Everyone who's listening to this probably knows that I recently adopted a second dog, Bert, and he's a six year old lab. And so he's a great addition to Lucy, who is also a six year old lab. But Bert came with epilepsy. Aww. And so when I adopted him, I knew this. The shelter told me about it. And I didn't, they had it pretty well under control with medication. But he is on a lot of medication. So he takes. <laughs> eight of one pill a day and he takes three of another pill a day and I, I just priced out the prescriptions and luckily I found this website good rx which will show you like the best prices for prescriptions right. so I was able to find the best price but it still is going to be like 75 dollars a month for his pills which is expensive but not like astronomical and so I started looking into, I've never looked into pet insurance before, but I was just researching it this week and a lot of them don't cover pre existing conditions, which I guess is what this would be. So it's a little bit like human <laughs> insurance in that way. But what I think is so neat about Wagmo is that... It- you guys cover, you have a a plan of what you cover and it doesn't have any like stipulations like that. And I just, it, it obviously doesn't cover everything, but I just think it's really wonderful that you have something that doesn't, doesn't judge a dog's past, especially with, you know, the amount of rescue dogs in this country and the amount of efforts that people put into encouraging rescue. I think it's, this is just me on a soapbox, but I think it's so unfair to um, to exclude pre-existing conditions because they're rescues, so they're going to have something. But anyhow, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> I
1: mean, honestly, that – so Wagmo right now is just doing wellness plans, mm-hmm. uh, which just covers, you know, preventative care and maintenance. But where we want to get to the point is we want to be able to offer – Um, a true sort of emergency insurance option and my like biggest goal in life is to not price discriminate or exclude altogether based on breed or age or pre-existing conditions and a lot of the work that we're doing on the back end which you know the users don't really see but a lot of what we're doing on the back end is taking all the data that we get in and making sure that we can price plans correctly so that we can build out a product that actually helps people like the you know, the pet parents of adopted older pit bulls or people dogs with epilepsy,
0: right? Right, right feels very strongly about that. So that's sort of like the goal of the company. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fantastic. So so tell everyone who's listening, just just so everyone knows, I actually um, am signed up for Wagmo. And so Christy and Trina offered me a a month of coverage to kind of experience it and see what it's like, which has been really awesome. Because like I said, Bert is brand new. So actually, this Sunday, um, I'm taking both the dogs in to get all their vaccinations, which will be reimbursed through the Wagmo wellness plan, which is really awesome. So tell everyone what you, what you do cover in your different, I know you have different plans, but in general, what do you cover?
1: Sure. So we have two different plans. The basic one is pretty much the stuff that you're paying for anyways, as a pet owner. So your exam fees, your vaccinations, routine blood work, the things that insurance, pet insurance today doesn't cover, but you're going to end up paying for it over the course of the year. Our fancy plan is the $20 a month option, and that covers all the same stuff as the basic, but also covers flea and tick and heartworm medication, which is a huge expense for pet owners that people often don't realize is super expensive until they go to bed. Yeah, it's about $300 a year. Yeah, and we cover all, I think we cover a full $300 worth of coverage for, for flea, tick, and heartworm. So we basically reimburse you all together for that. And then we also cover some grooming costs for,
0: for pets on the fancy plan. We cover up to a hundred dollars of grooming. That's awesome. So how does this work? How do you make any money? How is this a business? (laughs) So this is a question we get a lot.
1: I mean, the short answer is we're not making money on these plans. You know, as most startups will, will tell you a lot of a lot of what's important early in the days is just getting traction. So our first priority is to get our product out there and to get our name out there. We have raised some money to be able to support the discounts that we're offering on this plan, but the real underlying business model here is we take the pricing data that we're getting from the various vet clinics, and we are gonna use that to help make vet pricing more transparent. So for instance, if you know, if we're getting bills from from your dogs, and we see that there's an, a clinic down the street from you that's offering the same services at a considerable discount, we could eventually go back to you and say, you know, have you considered going down the street? This clinic's much cheaper. And at scale, that data is actually quite valuable. So really the true, the true model here and, and where we will make up the losses that we're incurring on the wellness plans is by harnessing that data and using it to basically consult for either veterinary practices or retailers, you know, anyone who's sort of interested in, in the pet care space.
0: That's awesome. I, I, um, I recently, like since I did get Bert and he has extra expenses that, that Lucy doesn't have, I'm a little bit more price conscious now. And so I I do know that the vet that I've been going to, is it's more of like a boutique vet, but they definitely charge a lot. I mean you can't get out of there for less than like seventy dollars. And and they just they charge a lot. And I and I went back looking at my bills to see how much the vaccines cost mm-hmm. and I noticed that the animal rescue in my area they were offering a low-cost vaccine clinic and I think a lot of animal shelters around the country offer something like that so it's worth looking up to see when those events are and that's why we're going this Sunday for the vaccines because it's like Twelve dollars for um, a rabies vaccine instead of like thirty six at yeah. the other vet where I'd been going. And what's I think so appealing to to businesses out there is if people are saving money on vaccines and stuff that they have to do, then you have more money to buy like <laughs> dog raincoats and, and yeah. dog <laughs> trees and all sorts of other things that I love to buy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, with the Wagma plan the we reimburse you regardless of the provider that you go to. So even if you were to get it from your fancy vet, we'd still reimburse you. Right. But the cool thing is that we're collecting all the data and then we can we can actually use that and help you out in the future.
0: That's so interesting. So you're actually kind of like a data collection kind of model sort of. Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty nerdy on the back
1: end. But in the meantime what we're what we're doing is getting doggies the care that they need. So
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Not, I mean, Facebook's had so much bad press lately, but that's how Facebook makes money is from collecting data and stuff. I mean, I don't think that you guys are consulting with Cambridge Analytica.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the thing, you know, I'm sensitive to that too. And I'm always a little nervous that people are thinking, you know, that we're misusing the data in that sense. But really what we're, the data that we're taking in is the data from the vets. And the crazy thing about the vet industry is like everybody is able to price things totally independently. There's no oversight. There's no standard of care. Um, so it's actually, we're doing a really good service, I think to pet owners.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's a, it's a major topic of conversation at the dog park is, um, how much did everyone pay at their last visit at the vet? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's a real problem. So
0: So let's like talk a little bit about what, what it's like being a founder of a startup because I, a lot of the people who listen to this show dream of starting their own business alongside their dog and you've actually done that. So what's kind of the best part of starting your own business?
1: I mean, really I am in my dream job right now. I'm in an office right now with a friend and a dog. So this is is as good as it gets you know, I, it's been sort of scary. Like it's definitely a huge risk. I think I was able to do it a lot. I have a pretty supportive network behind me. A lot of my classmates also sort of went the route of starting companies. So it's nice to see people and be around people who are going through it with you. That said, it was definitely terrifying to give up an income, (laughs) especially coming out of grad school. You know, I just graduated um, in May and, you know, I'm coming into this with a shockingly large amount of student debt so it's certainly not not a sure thing by any means but you know it's something I'm super passionate about and I used to sit at a desk all day and like make excel spreadsheets so like just the fact that I'm here with a dog and you know can do what I want every day and run things in my own way is like totally worth it to me.
0: Yeah working alongside your dog I think I mean, there's definitely studies that show that having a dog in the workplace makes people less stressed and happier. So it's got to make your company a more joyful place to work at.
1: Plus, it's very on brand. So every time I'm on a call, my dog finds like the loudest squeaky toy imaginable. (laughs) The more important the phone call, the louder the toy. And it's like the only possible profession where I can be like, oh, sorry, that's my dog and her like snake. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be really unprofessional. But it works, and I can get away with it now. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, you know, it's still early days, so who knows? But so far, so good.
0: I love it. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk. And share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me, t mystic i'll keep an eye out for mentions and i would love to give you a shout out from my own account okay now back to the episode so trina how about louis is he stuck at home when you go to work
2: Yes, right now. Well, I've been working in healthcare, And when I got Louie, we did put him in doggy daycare, which was great. You know, he made a lot of friends and we, we love the doggy daycare. But, you know, I missed him every day. Like, I really, really like miss him. He's like, he's like a part of me. And you know, I came to Wagmo when I was just doing some research. I'm like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Like, I have to do something different besides sit at a desk, look at Excel spreadsheets, you know, put out fires all I'm day. I'm
0: noticing a trend here about Excel that seems to be like, you know, you're not happy if you're on Excel a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah, And I'm like, you know, I, what am I going to be when I grow up? And, I, and I've been working in healthcare and higher education for about 10 years. And I said, I need to do something in the, in the pet industry. I I have to. And when I heard about Wagmo, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. And you know, I'm here representing all the dog moms. Like this is something that we really need to get on board with because this is, this is great. It's affordable. It helps us all out. And you know, we're supporting, we're supporting a great company right now.
0: So Trina, I understand you're the first employee officially of Wagmo. So (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about like, how did you two meet Christy? How did you decide that you needed someone to help you? And how did, how did the process work?
2: I actually remember just researching, I wanted to look at, you know, local startups, maybe somebody that was doing something with the pet industry. And so I saw Christy on LinkedIn and I, and I, um, connected with her and then, we met and ever since then I was doing some contract work for her and then she's like, I want to hire you full time. And that was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. This is great. You know? And now we're going to have a staff of four in about two weeks. So oh, wow. Yeah. So we're going to have a whole team all happening.
0: I guess you have to grow if you want it to grow.
1: Yep. We just moved into our office spaces. I mean, you can barely see it here, but today's our first day in the office. It's dog friendly,
2: obviously. Yeah. And we've had a lot of visitors come by just to pet the dog and visit visit with Aspen, Christie's dog. So it's been great.
0: Speaking as a founder of a startup, what do you think is the most important first person to hire? I mean, Trina said she was helping you with contracts and, and things like that. But what are, what are the skills in, in that first person that you really need? And then maybe what are the secondary ones that you're looking for the team members who are coming on?
1: So Trina's not giving herself enough credit. She... <laughs> She came on and was just at first, also, she didn't mention that she reached out to me with her dog's Instagram and was like, hire my mom, which of course- Okay, I I did that too. That's amazing. (laughs) Which of course I was like, yeah, okay, we need to speak. (laughs) I just forgot about that actually. (laughs) That's my favorite part. But she came on originally just to help kind of with social media stuff and then totally on her own. Like started taking classes on Facebook advertising and like reading into how to work new software plugins and and just kind of ran with it on her own, which as a founder is the exact person that you want on your team. Like I have so much on my plate that it is so refreshing to just have Trina figuring it out. But as soon as she did that, I knew I was like, okay, I've got to hire <laughs> her immediately because she's incredible. And uh, you know, she's you know as the first couple hires on your team, you put out a job description, but like, you can't really make a job description for hire number one, two or three. It's like everybody does everything. You're like constantly scrambling. It's sort of a mess, but you have fun doing it. And what's important is that everybody's kind of on board with the same mission. And everybody just works together to get it done. You know, later down the road, it'll become more about titles and departments. But Like,
0: right now, Trina's just a champion and does what she's got to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so interesting. One day, maybe, hopefully soon, I hope to be in the position to, like, bring on a new person. And it's interesting, like, to think about, like, what what you would want them to do. And it's almost like you just do need someone to come on who's just, like, enthusiastic because you don't even know what you need them to do.
1: Yeah. At some point, it's, like, it's not even worth – I mean, it's worth writing out a job description, but the best people that I found, and frankly, all the people on my team sort of found us either because they're passionate about the space or they knew a friend of mine or we're connected somehow, which is just, it's like that organic connection is really the one that ends up being the strongest. Yeah, definitely.
0: So let's talk about the dogs a little bit more. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> so is Aspen the one who is in the office with you guys now? She's sleeping. She She's yeah. Okay. Well, we'll let her sleep. We'll let her sleep. But tell us a little bit more about, I always like to ask people if they have any like characteristics in common with their dog. And I know Aspen's just a puppy still, but do you guys to share anything in common?
1: Aspen is actually more like my boyfriend. She is <laughs> a huge drama queen. Like, <laughs> and He'll be okay with me saying this because it's like objectively true when she, like, stubs her toe or something, she screams, you know? When Ed has a cough or something, like a cold, he's, like, a mess, you know? They're both very needy of love and attention when <laughs> they're not feeling well. Um, and we always joke that, you know, they're equal, equally as dramatic as each other. So, I think he's probably more, like, aligned with her energy. That's
0: very funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: How about you, Trina and Louie? Tell us a little bit about what Louie is like.
2: Well, Louis's a lab. He's a full black lab. So, you know, you know how labs are. They're very, they're very social. They love, they love people. So, and, and I love, I love meeting people. And with him, he likes to go up to everybody and just, you know, I don't, you know, I don't lick them or jump on them like Louis does. But he I does. like to, <laughs> I like to just go up and talk to people. And, you know, I, I love being social and having Louis just kind of, I mean, that's times 100. So, it's been, it's been great.
0: Has he, well, I guess this is just her first day in the office. I was going to ask if he's come in yet, but maybe. He hasn't yet. Soon. We, were
2: at a, we were at a dog festival over the weekend and Louie and Aspen were hanging out, making out, you know, They, all they that loved stuff.
0: each other. It was
2: so <laughs> cute. Were you guys at the dog festival
0: just to hang out or was it like you were exhibiting somehow as a vendor?
2: We were an unofficial. <laughs> Official vendors. We wore our Wagmo t shirts and kind of had our dogs with us. So, yeah, we were advertising a little bit. Oh, wait, (laughs) this is cool. This is
0: like an underground marketing technique. So, were you like chatting people up?
2: We were. We were. Yeah, they were like, what's Wagmo? What's Wagmo? And
0: yeah, yeah, we made a lot of friends. Do you, I'm like, I want to probe you a little bit more about this. Do you hand out business cards to people or is it just like very informal?
2: No, definitely no, we have cards. we have some postcards, we have business cards, but they all have cute
1: pictures of dogs on them, so it's like not quite as weird as just going up to a stranger and giving them a card. Also, when you have a dog, it makes it a lot less sales. Yeah, like it's, it's a very genuine connection, you know? yeah,
2: it's easy when you talk about your dog and then you just roll with it and then you're handing them a business card or postcard,
0: yeah. I love that. So yeah, you could just like go to any dog park. There's, I mean, there's so many dog events, especially now that it's fall. It's like the perfect time.
2: Yes.
1: So Trina, actually, that's like a big role of hers on Wagamore. She's kind of spearheading like the brand ambassador component of the, of the company. So she sponsored, or she was the face at a booth we did at a, at a different dog festival. You know, we did this Dogtoberfest and she's just always out there.
0: Pounding the pavement, making friends with dogs.
2: <laughs> I mean, how can you not make friends with dogs? I mean, it's wonderful. It's easy. It's
0: the easiest job in the world. Yeah. And I think, like, that's the key is to just, like, get out there and, like, have your dog and let other people's dogs meet them. And that's the key in the, in the pet industry. You can't just be a person. You have to be a person and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yes. It's so true. <laughs> Guys, tell us where everyone can find Wagmo and how they could sign up for your plan.
1: Yeah, well, everybody can check us out. Our website is wagmo.io. Um, we also are all over social media. Not that you need any more pictures of dogs in your life, but if you always you did, do. You do. <laughs> um, you could find us on Instagram. We're Meet We're on Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, you name it. We've got a great dog blog for tips and tricks. So yeah, we'd love it if everyone checked us out.
0: And everyone can sign up for the plan now. Like you're up and running. Oh, yeah.
1: It's live. You can get a basic plan, a fancy plan. And, you know, we're super responsive and love hearing from our users or potential users. So we welcome, you know, people to contact us if they have any questions.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was really interesting to hear about what you're doing. It's so different from anyone else I've talked to on the podcast so far. Great. No, it's been really fun. This is our Great. first podcast. So yeah, we're thanks excited. for having us. Well, you did well. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.